Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Welcome to the C Word Podcast. You've stumbled across a touchy-feely corner of the podcast universe today because we might get a bit up close and personal. There might be a few overshares, maybe some DMs, but that's okay. We're all friends here, I think. Because in this week's episode, I want to talk about change. And more specifically, change for the better. Things like growth, growth in your personal life, growth in your business, taking advantage of new opportunities, or just chasing down your dreams, your aspirations, the things that you want in business and in life. But sometimes that change can come with a health warning. Because change for the good, something that is moving you towards your goal, bizarrely enough, can also feel bad at the same time. Making changes in any part of your life, whether that be business or personal, can feel really uncomfortable. And it seems like a weird paradox, but it it really is a thing. So today I want to have an open chat about some of my experiences with change and how I've felt in those situations. And also I want to share maybe a little bit about how many of my clients have responded to change, especially when they're in the thick of it. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I think it's important to be honest and transparent about those feelings. Because sometimes maybe it's implied that we have to embrace change, feel good about new opportunities, take life by the you-know-whats or the bull by its horns. But the emotions around change are a grey area. There are mixed emotions and that really is okay, but it's maybe not something that is fully spoken about or fully acknowledged. You don't have to bury the negative emotions when you're going through a process of change, far from it. Those feelings are part of the process too. And I think by recognizing, being prepared for them, it can allow you to go with them rather than shying away from the change because maybe you interpreted those icky feelings as your gut telling you not to do it. So what I mean by that is when you start to feel that discomfort, you pull out of the change. You go, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that. This isn't right. My gut's telling me not to do this. When maybe it's not your gut telling you not to do it. It's just the icky emotions, the discomfort that is all part of the process and that is completely normal. So today I want to share a few stories about my own experiences with change and reflect on some of the things you can do when you recognize those uncomfortable feelings rearing their head so they don't become a barrier to you making the change, they don't stop you in your tracks, you can just recognize them and and essentially move on and keep striving for the change that you want to make. The stories I'm going to share aren't just business, there's some personal ones in there too because I think it illustrates just as well the kinds of feelings that come up when we go through change in our lives. 
So the first is now coming up to 11 years ago, the first story I want to share. And it's when I became a mum for the first time. And that was a time of mixed emotions for me. And I think it was mixed emotions that society maybe doesn't talk about enough. Because the change that that brought, becoming a mum, it hit me like a bit of a slap in the face, to be honest. I'd spent seven-ish months focusing on the excitement of growing a baby, because obviously, you know, first couple of weeks I didn't know I was growing a baby. And the last few weeks he was already out because he came early, but we'll get on to that. So I'd spent that time excited and just focusing on the process of you know, growing this baby, being pregnant. There were changes, but I still went to work every day. We still did all the normal things that people do when they haven't got a baby in tow. We could go to the movies without thinking about it. We could go out to dinner. We could catch up with our friends, our other friends who were also kid-free. But when Bub arrived, the change in my life was something that I actually just wasn't ready for. So I finished work on the Friday. I was working in a an agency as a brand consultant. Obviously, I was gearing up towards my maternity leave. And my last day came. It was a Friday. And he came, Bubs, Mr. Now 11, came three weeks early on the Sunday. So I finished on the Friday. And on Sunday, I was a mum. And I didn't have time to adjust. And I now realise that I spent a decent amount of time loving this new and beautiful little human and being his mum, but also grieving for my old life and my career in particular. Doesn't mean I loved him any less, doesn't mean I didn't want this change in my life, because it's okay to feel happy and sad at the same time. And I think that's one of the points about change, is that it's not one emotion or the other. It's not happiness or sadness. Sometimes it's both. I think very often it's both. And I really want to acknowledge that because I think sometimes we're made to feel that it should only be the happy, elated, excited feelings. Another example is a bit more recent. So it all kicked off on the last Friday of the lockdown in New South Wales in 2021. So last year, essentially about a year ago. And that was a big lockdown. That felt like it went on for a very long time. And on that last Friday, we knew that the kids were going back to school on the Monday. Essentially, in inverted commas, everything was going back to normal. We went to the beach as a family. We decided that's what we wanted to do with our last day in lockdown together. By that point, we were allowed to do that. We weren't breaking any rules. And we casually started to talk as a family about what it would mean to sell up and leave Sydney. So we lived in Sydney in the inner west at the time. And I had lived in Sydney for the last 20 years. Obviously, you might be able to tell that I'm originally from the UK, but I've spent a lot of time in Sydney. And my husband's from the UK. So Sydney was essentially home by that point. But during that lockdown, our priorities had changed. And we realised that all the things we thought tied us to Sydney our school, our friends, the familiar surroundings were important to us, but they weren't everything. They weren't the things that we thought would tie us to a place. They weren't perhaps the hard and fast shackles in some ways that we thought they were. We realised that we could very well manage without them. And we suddenly 
had this sense of opportunity that we could create something else, maybe something different for ourselves that we maybe hadn't dared considered before because we felt like all of those things, the school, the friends, that just comfort zone, if you like, meant that we could never leave. So long story short, we decided that we would make the change. We sold up in Sydney and we moved interstate and that all happened in the space of a few months and we moved at the start of this year in March. And I wasn't prepared for how much I would miss Sydney. Specifically, what I felt was our creative, edgy, eclectic life in Marrickville, in the inner west. You know, I had lived there for a really long time and I hadn't really understood how much my own identity as a person, but particularly as a creative person, was tied up in that area, in that part of Sydney. Again, it's the paradox in a way. I am so happy with our decision to move. I love what we're creating for ourselves as a family. But it doesn't stop me missing what is essentially my old life. And I realise it has been a bit of a grieving process. Making that move has been, yes, about looking forward and about making new opportunities and new plans. But it's also about letting go of something. So again, you can feel both. You can be happy about the change and at the same time feel uncomfortable and feel sad about what you're leaving behind at the same time. And the last thing I want to share is the changes I've been making in my business over the past 12 months or so. So I've identified as a brand creator and designer in one way or another for like 20 odd years. That's how long I've been in the industry. I think I worked it out recently. It's actually 24, which is, which is shocking to me. So yes, I have coached other creatives in a studio. I have mentored my brand clients in their brand and their business growth. But I didn't see myself as doing that in my business officially or really focusing my business on that. I really saw myself as working one-on-one with brand creation clients. That's what I did as a creative, a brand consultant, as a designer. Until I had a realization that I actually wanted nothing more than to help other creatives do what I had done. And maybe subconsciously it had been bubbling away in the back of my mind for a while, but I hadn't really let the thought in. And then, I mean, literally it was over the course of only maybe a few weeks that I really saw it suddenly as something I felt really drawn to. And it took me a while to realise I had something of value to share, because of course you assume everyone knows what you know but actually that's not always the case. Now I realise I've got lots to share and I'm so excited about doing that with other creatives. But making those shifts have felt uncomfortable at times. I have pushed myself to do new things and share different messages that I haven't shared and done before. And yeah, there was some discomfort in that. It's taken me a journey and a process to get to feeling really comfortable and happy with the change. I think in my gut, I knew it was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't an overnight change. Because the trepidation that was wrapped up in the process of change has been so worth it. You know, the risk was worth the reward in the end, but sometimes it didn't feel like that. So that's my experience. I've been through masses of change in my life. There there are a few examples, but you know, Upping sticks 20 years ago and leaving the UK, 
just to travel for a few years and then ending up still here 20 years later. That was big change. There have been lots of things. And they were always uncomfortable. That was the one thing that they had in common. When I look back now, I kind of go, yeah, they were always felt uncomfortable. There were always times when I really doubted the decisions I was making. And whilst this isn't Disney and change sometimes doesn't work out, for me, it has always worked out in the end. And I think very often you are striving towards change for a reason. However, I believe that maybe sometimes because of the discomfort of that change, you shy away from it. And by pushing through the discomfort, you will get to that great outcome in the end. So they're my experiences. But what feelings, I guess, does all this change kick up? What I want to do is talk about maybe some of the specific emotions that I have felt, I've seen others feeling, so that maybe you can also recognize those emotions when they come up for you and understand that they're just the normal feelings that are all wrapped up in change. So in my experience, when it comes to seeing others that I share a coaching container with, with my own coaching clients who I work with in their businesses, and also in my own experiences, some of which I've shared, I think there are some common feelings and reactions associated with the process of change that when I take a step back, I can see. So I just want to talk about those because like I said, I feel like if we can recognize them, we can embrace them more and at least not shy away from the change when they come up. So firstly, I think there's guilt. There's a feeling of guilt that you should have this undiluted happiness when you're going through a process of change, that you shouldn't feel all this sadness. So I think sometimes when you're going through change and it doesn't feel good, you might feel a bit guilty for the fact that you do have maybe some less than positive, some negative responses to it. So that feeling of guilt is quite typical. It can also feel like a grieving process. This is a really strong one for me. I have lost someone really close to me in the past few years and I know what grieving feels like. And when I reflect on that emotion, I recognize that feeling that I've also experienced when I've gone through a process of change. Because as you let go of the old and bring in the new, there can be that sense of leaving something behind and that sense of grief. But again, I think that's part of the process. There can also be this pressure to make change happen quickly, that it should be easy and it should be an immediate win. I think sometimes when you make the decision to act on change, you then become impatient for it to happen, but also you put undue pressure on yourself that it should happen quickly. And I think that's particularly because when you make these changes, it might also prompt you to look at others that have done the same thing who are ahead of you in making that change but compare yourself to them so you have this sense of well I'm not succeeding as quickly as they do and suddenly you've got this snapping at your heels feeling that you should be doing more and you should be making bigger changes quicker which also means you can feel some self-doubt Like, well, someone else is doing it better than me. I don't have the skills to do this. I'm not as capable of making this change happen as others, which comes down to all that comparisonitis and imposter syndrome that we can often feel in life and in business. I think you might sometimes maybe feel like you're not yourself anymore, that the change 
is changing you and that can feel like you're sometimes detached from yourself a little bit that you don't recognize yourself and that again is part of change and actually you know you're not a different person you're actually the same person but some things about you might be changing changing for the better but that maybe lack of recognition can feel uncomfortable Or maybe it can feel like things are a bit out of control. Like everything that once felt familiar and easy and just like you were going through the motions, your comfort zone can suddenly feel like it's not as easy to control. And that leads to all those feelings of discomfort, those icky feelings. And change can feel risky, especially if it involves making a big change in your life, you know, selling a house and moving interstate or making a big investment in your business, for example. So it can feel risky too. And that's not to downplay that risk because risk exists in any kind of change. But again, the risk has to be weighed up with the possible reward. And a sense of risk doesn't mean it's something you shouldn't do. So in short, change for the good can serve up some less than good feelings. I think is the overarching message of today's podcast. But perhaps the more important message is that that's okay. So my thoughts on managing that ickiness are really in response to perhaps some of those feelings that come up. So the first thing I think you can do when you start to get those feelings of discomfort, that feeling of not recognizing yourself, the feeling that it's risky, that you doubt yourself, when all that stuff comes up, when you're going through a process of change, that you can embrace those ups and downs, that you can give yourself permission to feel the good and the uncomfortable feelings, knowing that actually those uncomfortable feelings are quite normal. Because you're upending things, you're upsetting the apple cart, you're shaking things up, so discomfort is actually inevitable. And like I said, that is okay. So if you embrace that up and down, if you are prepared for it, you see it as part of the process, then it's much less likely that that will stop you in your tracks, that that will get in the way, become a barrier to you chasing after that change and making it happen. Because it's not you, it's change. (laughs) Ultimately, that is the point, is that This is not about you. It's the effect that change is having on you. You are not somehow less open to change, less capable of change, less open-minded. It's not about who you are. It's just about the impact that change has on most people. The second thing is to talk about it. You know, be honest about how you feel. And it can feel so much better to be open. So I don't pretend I don't miss Sydney. And I say it out loud, you know, when people ask me, oh, are you loving it now? Are you loving your new life? Yeah, I'm loving it, but I really miss Sydney too. And I miss it for these reasons. Maybe that sometimes surprises people that I'm willing to say that there's a a trade-off, there's an up and there's a down. I talk to my hubby about it and it feels so much better to accept it and realize that, okay, the sad feelings are there, but they're not the only emotion. It's just one of them. Because there are lots of good ones too. I can see the positives, but I also allow myself to feel the sadness and the loss and the grieving sometimes. The other thing is to remind yourself about the goal. So why do you want this change, despite how it feels right now? So 
in making the changes I've made in my business, I was just had my eye on the end goal. I knew that this is something I wanted to do next in my business. I had come to recognize that I felt that I had lots of value to add. I had something to share, something important to share. I kept my eye on that. And it's good to have a reminder of the light at the end of the tunnel. It can be a powerful reset. Because when you just get swallowed up in the feelings of the change and forget about why you're doing it, then you can lose your motivation to make it happen. The next thing is essentially to breathe. Take a moment, pause, take your time. This is so important. Change does not happen overnight. You know, I hear it all the time that people say you only see for men in many cases when you see the highlights reel on Instagram, for example, you only see the end result. But there were lots of changes. There were lots of uncomfortable feelings that went into that change before that person that you're looking at thinking, why aren't I where they're at, that they went through to get there. So in my Creative Value Incubator, you know, we're about halfway through at the moment, the live round. So we're four weeks in, we're actually into week five now, which is the regroup week. And I see the crew in there starting to get those feelings of, you know, what I recognize as change happening. And particularly the sense of the pressure. I should be making this happen. I should be actioning all this content. I should have done it all by now. I should be in inverted commas, keeping up. I've fallen behind. And what I want to emphasize to them and what I do emphasize to them every time we catch up on a Monday and a Friday is that a business doesn't reinvent itself overnight. There's no falling behind. There's no catching up. You just do it at your pace. That particular program, yes, the content is delivered in eight weeks, but there's a reason why it's actually a 12-month program that there is 12 months access to the content, but on top of the eight weeks of intensive coaching as we go through the content, there is also monthly coaching that comes after that to keep things accountable, to keep people moving forward, to keep offering that support. Because I know that the change won't happen in eight weeks. Yes, the foundations for that change will happen, but I'm not the person that sits here and says, you will have completely reinvented your business, your world, your mindset, your everything in eight weeks. That's rare. And I think it's unhealthy to put that pressure on yourself and for me or anyone else to put that pressure on you to achieve those outcomes. So that's a really important one. Take your time and recognize that change is not a quick fix. It's not an immediate thing. And when you accept that and you slow down and you breathe, you let go of some of that pressure. And then you probably affect the change in a far more powerful and robust way. The other thing to think about is maybe how do you take back some of that control? So when you're going through a process of change, you can have that sense of being out of control. So how can you take some of that back? Can you make a plan that has small steps that will move you forwards? It doesn't have to be an all or nothing, but if you're feeling overwhelmed, this change is kind of happening to you and you don't feel in control of it, how can you go, right, okay, I'm, this is the pace I'm going to affect this change. These are the things I'm going to do and this is when I'm going to do them. And as long as I'm making those small steps, that's what I'm really happy with because, P.S., 
moment ago I was talking about, change doesn't happen overnight. I think another important thing is to recognize that the smallest successes along the way are so important. So every little change you make is valuable. It's brave and it should be celebrated. It's not just about, oh, I'm churning through, I'm in the trenches, I'm doing all the stuff and I will only lift my head up and celebrate when I've got there, wherever there is, because maybe there's never a final destination. We're always all moving forward. So celebrating the little wins, recognizing when you're feeling the discomfort and moving through it and still making the changes, I think is a really important way to keep encouraging yourself that what you're doing is the right thing, that it's moving towards that big goal that you want. I think it's important to recognize as well that setbacks are normal. A small trip up is par for the course and I think we should almost expect it. Expect it, but move on and don't give it any special significance. I think sometimes there is this pressure to see a, you know, we never fail. We, it's just a learning experience. Well, sometimes, yeah, we just actually do fail. And the important thing is to go, okay, there's no significance to that so-called failure. It's just a thing that happened. It's not a sign that I shouldn't do this. I actually don't have to sit in it and agonize over it forever to find the big epiphany, the learning that comes out of it. I can just park it and I can move on. And yes, maybe there are learnings. But like I said, don't overthink those either. A trip up is a trip up is a trip up. It happens, we move on. And that I think is so important that we don't have to make a podcast, a blog post, a business and 20 social media posts out of a so-called failure. It's sometimes not a pivotal moment. It sometimes is just a thing that happens and then you kiss it goodbye and you move on. And I think the other thing when you're going through change is to actually look after yourself. Again, self-care, it comes up a lot, but man, it's important. Particularly when you're going through change, more than ever, that's a time to give yourself some downtime. And one of those things I think for creatives is to make space and time for some creative play. So I mentioned the Creative Value Incubator and this week we are in the regroup week, which means there's no new content. We're just either taking time to take a breather, to revisit some things that we wanted to invest a bit more time in, or to go back and continue working on some new content that we haven't got to yet. Either way, it's just a breather. But one thing that I have so strongly encouraged that creative crew to do is make time this week for some creative play. That's a brain break. That's time out. And sometimes when you're doing a lot of work, when you're self-reflecting a lot, when you're making change and you're feeling those feelings of discomfort, finding ways to break away from that and just have some time out is super important. So what I've done is sent all of those guys that I'm working with a beautiful puzzle, a puzzle from OK Lady, which I have to say, they're the most amazing puzzles. Go and check OK Lady AU out on Instagram because they are so beautiful. It's a great product. (laughs) There's no affiliation here, but they are really great. So I've sent the guys those puzzles because what I want them to do is just take some time each day this week to do something that engages their brain, but isn't about thinking about all of the changes and all of the things that they're doing 
in the creative value incubator for their business. And actually in taking that time out, they will probably have more clarity and regain and re-energize more than if they just kept plugging away at it without a break. So my final word today is that I just want to remind you that change is uncomfortable. That doesn't make it the wrong thing though. It's just something to work through. The discomfort, all of those emotions, feeling risky, feeling outside of yourself, feeling exposed maybe, or wondering if you're doing the wrong thing, feeling like you're not capable of making this change happen, is just all normal. It's just the thing. It's just part of change. The most important thing is the discomfort isn't a reason not to do it. Maybe it's actually the reason to do it. Maybe it just means that the change is big enough that it will really have an impact, that you are really making change for the good, not just tweaking and tinkering around the edges. So that's all I want to say, is when you're going through a process of change, be ready for, acknowledge, recognize, and embrace in some ways the discomfort as well as the ups and the highs and the excitement because they go hand in hand. It's perfectly normal, but don't let that be the thing that stops you from making the changes that you want to make. So that's it for another week on the C Word podcast. I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope you enjoyed my little shares and I would love to know if you're going through some change or you're holding back from doing something in your business or in your life because you're fearful of the change and even the thought of it makes you feel uncomfortable. I'd love to know. Drop me a DM in Instagram. You'll find me at Beck Hughes Branding and have an amazing, beautiful day. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll chat to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.